Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler here. I've got Joel uh, with me as well, and uh, we're just glad to be with you once again. Thank you for telling uh, another friend to check us out. Uh, I'm not sure where you're listening to us from because there are several sources on the Internet in which you can find our programs, but you can find a complete archive at graceroots.org. That's graceroots.org. Joel, good to be with you once again. Hey, you too, Mike. Uh, graceroots.org, an excellent uh, place to go uh, find out about us, and um, it's, it's really neat to hear from people. Uh, from all around the world, and, and so we do truly hope that you'll check that out and, and contact us. Let us know you're listening. Well, we uh, spent some time last week talking about our salvation and and the, the security that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord, uh, that it has nothing to do with the things that we do, uh, but it has everything to do with what Christ did and the, and the fact that we were born in Adam and that we were born dead to God and that Christ has made us alive. You know, God has made us alive together with Christ, and that's the key issue. I mean, that's really what it's all about in our behavior, whether it, whether that means that we're changing from doing bad things to doing good things or whether, it just mean, or whether we're just simply talking about walking in the Spirit and, and trusting God. Uh, to live his life in and through us. It's all based upon Christ in us and not based upon anything that we can conjure up externally. We're uh, kind of both here focused uh, today, Mike, on, on the story of the rich young ruler and uh, another uh, certain lawyer who came uh, to Jesus and asked questions. You know, this uh, the rich young ruler and in, in Luke 18, and this man in Luke 10, the, these two people, this certain lawyer and the rich young ruler, came up to Jesus, both of them, Ask Jesus the same question. What the question is, is, Teacher, what shall I do? What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And, Mike, I don't know uh, if, you know, the the answers that Jesus gave would have settled with me back in those days. I mean, knowing what I do now of the New Covenant, I think I understand what Jesus was talking about. But if I were to put myself in the shoes of this certain lawyer or the rich young ruler... I don't know if I would have answered any better than what these guys did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they uh, both of them, I think, were trying to justify themselves by, by what they do. And now we know, of course, that in, in these days, after having received the revelation uh, from Paul's epistles and from uh, the rest of the New Testament, we understand that it has nothing to do with what these guys thought it was really about, which was they were trying to justify themselves by the keeping of the law. Well, and that's true, and and Jesus knew that. And you, again, you've got to remember that much of what you see in the Gospels is is not really the New Covenant. Mm-hmm. I know the way the Bible is divided up on our pages, we have the Old Testament and the New Testament, and the four Gospels fall under the category of the New Testament. But there's a lot of stuff in the Gospels that is is old covenant and and even some of what Jesus taught was actually old covenant teaching to people who were still under that covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hadn't seen the new covenant ushered in yet, and that's something to keep in mind when you're interpreting scripture and rightly dividing the word of truth. But here's a situation where this, as we refer to him, a, a rich young ruler, a ruler of some kind, probably a, a, a man that wasn't real far along in years, but 
what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And, and you're right. As, as I would have read this as a younger man, not familiar with the Exchange Life Ministries, not familiar with the Grace Walk, not familiar with righteousness by faith, I would take a look at this and apply it to my life, and it would bring uh, many misunderstandings for years to come when it came to my relationship with Jesus Christ. So Jesus says, well, you know, if you want to get to heaven, keep the commandments. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. Uh, and, oh, by the way, in Matthew he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And the young guy says, well, I've done all these things. What do I still lack? Isn't that something? <laughs> I mean, it's like Jesus said, well, oh, you want to get to heaven? But here's what you do. Of course, he's talking about Old Covenant stuff here. Keep that in mind. But he says, if, if you want to try and get there by the rules of, of the law, then here's what you do. A, B, C, D, E, and, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, well, I've done all these since I was young. Um, but then he asks the question that blows my mind. I mean, he, he obviously had some sort of faith that Jesus was who he claimed to be. God, the Savior the one who could provide a way of salvation. And yet, after Jesus tells him, here's what you do, there was still something yearning in the guy that says that's not enough. Because I'm reading in Matthew here, Joel, I know there's uh, Matthew and and Mark and Luke, I think they all have this story, and they're all just slightly different, uh, different perspective. He says, what do I still lack? I've done all that. I I know it's not enough. Well, Jesus says, if you want to be perfect or if you want to take it further, uh, in other words, if, if you really believe what, you, uh, what, what you're doing here, then uh, go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor, and then come and follow me. Yeah, I mean, I think what, what we understand now and, and what these, these people didn't understand at the time, and again, if I were to put myself in their shoes and if I were to see this man, Jesus, you know, walking along and, and understand, yep, there's something special about this guy. You know, he claims to, you know, to be the son of God, and, and there, there's something about him. And, and so I'll, here, I'll go ask him, you know, what I need to do to inherit eternal life, because obviously this guy knows. <laughs> and uh, I've been this Jew who has followed the law all of my life. And, and, yeah, what's missing? I mean, and what is it that I'm missing, Jesus? I mean, why are you here? Uh, you know, what does it have, you know, why? Why are you here? What do you have to do with all this? Can, do you have the answer for me? And uh, and so, yeah, Jesus gives him the answer that he knew all his life, uh, keep the commandments, do this, do that, don't, do, don't murder, don't steal, and all these things that you just mentioned, Mike. The guy says, you know, I have kept all these things from my youth. Uh, what am I still lacking, the guy says. And, and you see, I think the thing is, is that no matter what we would bring to Jesus as far as trying to justify ourselves by what we've done, uh, Jesus would give us one more thing. Uh, that we that we are lacking in, you know, go sell all you have and give to the poor. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, one thing that about that love your neighbor as yourself thing. After Jesus said love your neighbor as yourself, uh, the guy who who he was talking with at that time says, well, in fact, the Bible says seeking to justify himself. The man says, when who is my neighbor? And it, you, you got to just wonder what's going on in Jesus' mind. He says, okay, here's here, here's the deal, man. And he gives the the story of the Good Samaritan. And long story short, the Samaritans were enemies of the Jews. And so your neighbor, who is your neighbor? It's not just those people who you have a good time with, not just those people that you have an easy time with, but your enemy. 
even your enemy is your neighbor. And so no matter how the point is, no matter how we try to justify ourselves, either by what we do or by what we think of others or how we treat others, the standard is always going to be more than what we can do. The standard is always going to be perfection. Because Jesus said, you know, back in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, be perfect, you shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. So no matter what a person brings to Jesus as far as their qualifications for eternal life, Jesus is always going to take it a step further because it because eternal life demands perfection. There's no way to enter into the kingdom of heaven unless our righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, and in fact, unless our righteousness and perfection equals that of the Father. And so... I think a lot of in a lot of these stories, a lot of these situations, Jesus is laying down the law. If you think you're going to justify yourself by what you do, here, let me tell you about what you're going to have to do, what you're going to have to really do if you're going to justify yourself in front of the Father. Yeah, and just to clarify uh, that that requirement of perfection that you were talking about, Joel, that that is uh, what was required under the old covenant. If you're going to try to get to uh, heaven. <laughs> by following the rules of the Old Covenant. And by the way, those rules and laws, they were never d- designed to provide you with eternal life. They were never designed to make a person righteous uh, and right before God to be able to enter into the kingdom of God that way. Um, and, and, and Jesus, when he's talking to the rich young ruler, for example, he's really not telling him that this is what you have to do to get to heaven. What he's saying is, if you want to try to, to uh, uh, reach this place of perfection that's required under the law, if you want to try to inherit eternal life by following the rules of the law, then you've got to understand just how this works. And if you really think that you love your neighbor as yourself, and, and if you were down and out, and you were poor, and you didn't have much money, would you want somebody with much to be able to supply you to meet some of your needs? Of course you would. So why don't you go and sell everything and start distributing distributing it to the poor because that's really what that means under the law. And if you want to try to get to heaven by that rule, here's, here's what the rule really means. Go sell everything and give it to the poor. Uh, of course, you know, we don't have to do that to get to heaven, but Jesus was trying to make a point with the young guy. And I think it's interesting too, Joel, that sometimes these these guys, uh, well, in, in these different passages with the rich young ruler, what must I do to... What must I do? What must I do to inherit? I just find that uh, almost an oxymoron in, in and of itself. But it's so interesting here that uh, Jesus says, if you if you want to follow these rules, um, here's what they really mean. And that, that's what he did throughout the Sermon on the Mount. He would say, okay, you say you follow this law. I say, here's what you're, here's what this law really means. He would always, like you said, uh, he would make them take it a step further when it came to following the law and trying to inherit eternal life through that law. Yeah, I like what you're saying there about an inheritance uh, and what must I do uh, to inherit eternal life. Because when we've inherited something, uh, all that we do is we receive it. We don't do anything to earn it. An inheritance is something that somebody else has provided that we receive. And the truth that we now know uh, that perhaps these people under the old covenant didn't understand but was revealed in, in Jesus Christ himself, the truth is that this inheritance is something you know, we, we've inherited. We're the beneficiaries of a covenant that God made with God. It's something that we've talked about a lot in the past, Mike, that God the Father made with Jesus Christ the Son in, in, in that the Father 
made made the covenant in, in Jesus Christ with his blood, he fulfilled that covenant, and we are the beneficiaries. And so what must we do to inherit eternal life? Well, nothing. In fact, as Jesus said, and we've talked about a lot too, you know, what is the work of God? Well, the work of God is to believe. And so the way that we receive uh, our inheritance is by trusting in, in what Christ has done for us. We simply receive it and we rest in it because it's a done deed. It's something that's been completed. It's something that's been finished. And so if if we carry around this mindset that the rich young ruler had, that there's still something we must do, what am I still lacking? Oh, I must be lacking something. I just don't feel like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. Then we're missing the whole point of, of why Jesus came and why he shed his blood. You know, he shed his blood because, so that we wouldn't have to do anything because we couldn't do anything. We could never do enough to and, inherit and to eternal life because it's, it can only be received as a gift. And, Joel, to wrap this up, if this young man had gone out and sold everything and given it to the poor, he'd have still ended up coming back to Jesus asking, what else must he do? Because he knows that this just isn't enough. There must be more. You know, what else must I do? Because that's what the law does. It's never going to be enough. The law is never satisfied with us. <laughs> that's one thing uh, that we, we need to really get into our mind. The law is never satisfied with us because the law demands perfection. But Christ, his grace uh, is, is sufficient for everything. It contains everything that we need uh, for life uh, and for eternal life. Well, hey, this is Joel along with Mike. Uh, Growing in Grace is our program. Uh, graceroots.org great place to get a hold of us. Uh, We thank you for being with us. We look forward to being with you again next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 